0: Welcome again to our daily Bible study. We're in the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel is a history of Israel from the last of the judges to the first of the kings, from Samuel to Saul to David, and it's an exciting time in Israel's history as they're moving into a nation that's becoming more prominent and more powerful and they're they're learning great lessons individually and as a nation as to depend on God. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Just like we are, uh, sometimes we're fickle. One day we trust the Lord and maybe the next day we don't. And We have to learn to be faithful in that, and they're learning. And I want us to pick up uh, in the 13th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel, Saul has been declared king but he's not really a king yet in the sense of a king. He doesn't have a palace. He doesn't have a place to rule, really. He, he doesn't have much of an army, and they're all volunteers. And we get that picture in verse 16. Saul and his son Jonathan and the men with him were staying in Gibeah in Benjamin while the Philistines camped at Michmash. Raiding parties went out from the Philistine camp in three directions, and they these raiding parties would go out and, and steal and kill and do havoc in the land of Israel. And this is what's interesting, verse 19, not a blacksmith could be found in the whole land of Israel because the Philistines had said, otherwise the Hebrews will make swords or spears. So they made all Israel. They wouldn't allow any blacksmiths when they controlled Israel, so they made all Israel. The Bible says have their plows and their axes and their sickles sharpened at the Philistine blacksmiths, and the price was two-thirds of a shekel. And so that, so on that day when the Israelite soldiers went out to do battle with Saul and Jonathan, not one of them had a sword or a spear, only Jonathan and Saul. They had uh, homemade weapons, you know, like axes and, and uh, all kinds of things like that. Verse 14, uh, chapter 14, picks up the story. Now, a detachment of Philistines had gone out to the pass at Michmash. One day, Jonathan, the son of King Saul and his young armor bearer, (coughs) he said to the armor bearer, come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he didn't tell his father. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gibbish under a pomegranate tree. With him were 600 men. Among them was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod. He was the son of Ichabod's brother, and he was acting as the priest. Now, no one was, was aware that Jonathan had left the camp, and uh, Jonathan intended to cross over uh, into the area where the Philistines were and check them out, and uh, he just felt impelled by God to do this. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, verse 6, Come, let's go over to the outpost." and of the enemy, because perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf, and nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether it's by many people or by few people. Do all that you have in mind, said his armor-bearer. I'm with you, heart and soul. So they crossed on over. The Bible says they they uh, climbed up over the mountain, and they showed themselves to the Philippian outpost, and here's what uh, Jonathan had told his armor-bearer. If they say, come up, we'll climb up, because that'll be the sign the Lord has given them into our hands. And they said, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. And the men of the outpost shouted, come up, and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up using his hands and his feet with his armor-bearer right behind him. And the Philistines fell upon Jonathan, and his armor-bearer followed And in the first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about a half an acre. Then panic struck the whole army, those in the camp and field and those in the outposts and the raiding parties and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. Saul's lookout sent Gibeah and Benjamin saw the army melting away in all directions. Then Saul said to the men who were with him, muster the forces and see who's left us. And when they did, it was Jonathan and his armor bearer who was not there. Paul said to Ahijah, bring the ark of God at time, it was with the Israelites, and Saul was talking to the priests, and the, the the noise in the camp of the Philistines increased more and more, and then Saul and his men assembled and went into battle, and they found the Philistines in total confusion, striking each other with their swords. Those Hebrews who had previously been with the Philistines and had gone up with them to their camp went over to the Israelites, and all the Israelites in the hill country heard about what had happened, and they joined the army of Saul and, and so that day, God saved Israel, and the battle moved on. God was working in mysterious ways his wonders to perform, which he so often does, and which is amazing to us, that God does what he does in the way he does it. He used one man and his armor bearer, Jonathan, the son of the king, who just was impelled by God to go fight the enemy. And they were greatly outnumbered, and they were greatly outarmored, and they really had no chance of winning the battle it was it was in the eyes of mankind it would have been a hopeless battle it would have been one that would have been inconceivable for them to even come close to winning but jonathan knew that god was greater than their enemies he said god can god can win by many or by few it's up to him if he wants to if he wants us to be the victor here then he can do it and and so Once again, we see that God intervenes in the affairs of men and he intervenes in our lives too if we trust him. And the great thing about it is that God wants to work in us to to produce great victories over the evil one, Satan and the world and the flesh and the devil. And if we'll make ourselves available, he'll do that. Now, one of the things we have to do is be willing to be available to step out in strategic situations and by faith trust him when we sense that's what he wants us to do. And sometimes it's hard to know, and when we don't know, we have to wait. And and then when we wait and we discover what God desires for us to do, then we step out. And that's what that's what Jonathan did. He He stepped out because he believed that's what God wanted him to do. And they had a great victory, a victory they could never have won on their own. They could never have produced by their own power and their own military ability. But God produced the victory. I think it's important for us to recognize that today in the little things and the big things, God wants to be our victor. He wants to be the one that will enable us to have victory. And how he does that is if we allow him to control us by his spirit within us, he will show us the way. He will give us direction as to what to do in strategic situations. Sometimes we'll have to make monumentous decisions decisions in just a second or a moment. We won't have hours to pray or think about it, but if we stay prayed up and we stay walking with him, then when those moments come, we can step out in faith and do what he wants us to do. So I'm praying that that today you will trust him and I'll trust him and we'll let him work his mysteries in our lives to bring to pass his glorious purpose and will. I, have, I hope you have a great day. God bless you.